0: really a lesson. It's more of a conversation because we're learning from each other and allowing the Lord to pour into us to be better equipped to deal with doubts and hard questions as God brings them into our our hearts, into our lives through seekers and skeptics. And there's not one way that's always going to work. And so just continuing to build up and equip the church in different ways that can be helpful and edifying to someone who's a seeker, a skeptic, or even a believer who has doubts, this is the point of these conversations. And so typically I have like a very structured place I wanna go and a way that I wanna get there. But I think an important thing to call out at this juncture is the difference in format here is intentional because we're having a conversation about things that need to be
1: conversational. Hi there. Thanks for joining us today on Study with Friends. I'm Paige, and we're right in the middle of our series on apologetics. We hope that as the ladies discuss real life questions and scenarios, you are feeling better equipped to have your own faith conversations with those around you. If you've missed any part of this series, feel free to find it on our website, studywithfriends.org, or you can go with one of your favorite streaming apps like iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. For a different look at the study, you can now watch the ladies on YouTube. Now, let's get started. If God is inviting you into understanding Him, which is understanding the Bible because God is His Word, you know, the Bible is His Word, breathe, you know, it starts with coming to him like a child would, you know, like your kids would, and wanting to get to know the person that they're talking to better. You know, there's another verse, um, Matthew 18:3, and this is the ESV um, uh, version, but it says, uh, truly I say to you, and this is Jesus talking in Matthew 18, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, essentially, and, and how I interpret that is really Unless you have the mindset of simplicity of a child of, you know, because what, what do children do? And you, you guys are moms, you know, what do they do? They just, they just sit and, you know, they blurt out what's, what's going on in their head. Cause they just, they're not afraid to ask. They're just mm-hmm. confident. And they're just like, well, and, and they're like sponge sponges, right? You know, they, they not only ask, but they receive, mm-hmm. you know, and they are just so willing because they're hungry, you know, they, they. They they're willing to ask. Well, you know, why are there stars up in the sky, or, or why why do we have the moon and the stars? Or it's like they're absorb. They're still growing and they're still absorbing. And they you know? know that they don't know. Yeah, and so they're willing. They are willing. They're to not bringing competing
0: ideas. Yes,
1: exactly, mm-hmm. and that's such a good point too because we can't have relationship with a God that is sovereign and holy. And we believe created us without approaching it in a way of acknowledging his holiness and acknowledging that he is far greater than us. You know, Isaiah 55, eight and nine, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are greater than our thoughts, you know, um, and it goes on in that verse. But, but truly, I mean, the core of it and kind of going back to my story of, of my dad pursuing uh, God, you know, with, with the Bible after, it, you know, he had all these questions, right? Like you were, you know, going back to the simplicity of uh, uh, that is so complex of these questions. It's like simple questions, but yet complex answers. And, you know, how do I do this? And in discipline, you know, he, he approached the word he was willing to read it even if he didn't understand and that's so important it's so important that you know i think it's philippians where it talks about god you know in pursuing god building up that endurance mm. you know that it's it's approaching it's approaching god with this willingness to read even when you don't understand and trusting that when you ask the lord really coming again coming like a child and being like lord I'm going to read today. I don't really know or understand what I'm reading, but I just trust that you are going to show me, and, and I am going to understand it one day. And, you know, at the end of, uh, of the story I'm sharing about my dad, he did start to understand. And one day he literally opened up his Bible and could not put it down because of what the Lord was downloading in that moment. And it goes back to what Holly's talking about. You know, she's approaching it from a realm of, of um, people relationship, uh, of it is a journey. But I'm approaching it from a, from a realm of it's a journey with the Lord, you know. so Awesome.
0: These things that we're talking about, um, it's a little bit of a departure from the ways that we've done this at Study With Friends in the past we typically have like homework on the website. We go through it. It's very exegetical. We take it verse by verse. And so this is quite different. It's much more conversational. This is how this goes. And so this is why I wanted to role model it this way. People who have participated, even you who had never participated, Uh, The question is always like, is there homework? What should I do to prepare? And it's so odd for me to say back, there's really no prep. Just bring your thoughts on this. Bring your questions. Bring your experiences. Andrea uh, sits on our leadership team, so awesome full circle moment with Andrea. But um, uh, we wrestled with this for probably two years to decide to intentionally go forward in this format. But one of the reasons that we're al- allowing it to be um, less formal and less structured is because this is how this is done in real life. And and modeling it in, a, in the context of what we're talking about, in the context of fellowship, in the context of believers, in the context of understanding different things and offering different perspectives. Like all three of us have sort of a different approach. They, they do meet at the cross. I mean, we all, we all are taking anybody who we would walk on this journey to the same place. Um, and I strongly believe that, um, all of the approaches that we're talking about can be quite fruitful and that equipping each other is key to allowing the Holy Spirit to raise what would be relevant in that moment for that person. So, What might be relevant might be the way that I said it, which is let's talk about the deeper question. Like you two talked about like there's a wall there and you have to address that question. You can't just dismiss that question, which I agree with, but I'm a very like let's do it person, that's my personality. And people who are drawn to me and ask me the questions might mm-hmm. share that personality. So I, I might boldly say, let's ask a different question. That might be the right approach. That might not be the right approach. And so just understanding that there are different equippings and different ways that we could come at it. This is why there's not a formal structure to this lesson. It's not really a lesson. It's more of a conversation because we're learning from each other and allowing the Lord to pour into us to be better equipped to deal with doubts and hard questions as God brings them into our, our hearts or into our lives through seekers and skeptics. And there's not one way that's always going to work. Mm-hmm. And so just continuing to build up and equip the church in different ways that can be helpful and edifying to someone who's a seeker, a skeptic, or even a believer who has doubts, this is the point of these conversations. And so... Um, typically I have like a very structured place I want to go and a way that I want to get there. And so there is that. But I think an important thing to call out at this juncture is um, the difference in format here is intentional Mm -hmm. Um, because we're having a conversation about things that need to be conversational. Some people will come to a church as atheists and sit under good teaching and come to Bible studies. I mean, I've been in Bible studies who have had atheists who really want to hammer you with questions, which I love. Um, Sophia was in a youth group. My daughter was in a youth group. when She was like, man, that atheist all the time with his questions. She had a young man who was in a youth group with her who was an atheist, and he was just hammering the, the youth leader with questions. And she's like, I mean, we're just trying to process. I'm like, but, dude, Like take your time with him because the questions he asked, they might not be questions you're asking right now because you were raised in the church, but you're going to ask him someday and pay attention. So some people will come into a church boldly and start to ask questions at the very beginning of their journey, but some won't. And so these are ways that we can walk through our lives and be sensitive and receptive and excite, I would even say excited for people who have questions, doubts, and skepticism Um, because it's been my experience and my conversations that I've had with really mature Christians who are like, those questions scare me. Those questions intimidate me. I don't know how to handle that conversation. I mean, really mature Christians, people who are on our leadership team um, who are like, "I, I have a conversation. I have this woman in my life. This is a real example one of our one of the people on our leadership came to me and said, "I have this person in my life, and she's asking me really hard questions, and I, I just, I just don't know what to say. Or at the very least, in the moment, I don't know what to say. Like later, yeah. I'm like, oh, I should have said blah blah blah." Yep. Um, and so, just just developing this, equipping, just developing this muscle and and exercising it on a regular basis. And I'm a big believer that watching it modeled out, like what we're doing today, can be super instructive, can be super edifying because uh, and, and you and I joked last time, I was like, let's role model that. And oh she yeah, pretended to great. be the skeptic. And not everybody loves a role model <laughs> exercise. In fact, a lot of people hate it, which is why I love Brooke. And she's like, oh, no, let's do it.
1: <laughs> I'll be it that was person. helpful to me because <laughs> it was very helpful. It was, help, yeah. it was
0: good. But, yeah. you know, and there have been times when I'm like, what, maybe we could get real seekers and skeptics at this. Mm-hmm. at this. And I would love that if you know anybody or, you know, email us, info at studywithfriends.org. Um, <laughs> if you have a friend who would, would like to engage in this because – First of all, it's a safe place. I'm not going to shame anybody. Um, I'm not that person, as you've testified. Thank you for saying that. Um, It's not about me wagging my finger or demeaning, condescending to you. Um, It's about understanding your questions and really letting the Holy Spirit guide me into the the whatever approach. Maybe by this time in my journey, I have lots of tools in my toolbox because I've been pr- I've been pursuing it for a long time, and then just allowing the Holy Spirit to say this is the tool to pull out right now. Um, but we have to pursue those tools. We have to sharpen them, keep them sharp. Mm. Um, and so that's why I'm laughing, saying, "Okay, I'm looking at my paper, which we're 100% not going to get to again today, <laughs> which is completely fine." <laughs> um, but that's unlike us, you know. Um, and so I want to make sure that. That we all respect and understand, and that anybody who's used to a different format um, when they tune into us understands that this is quite an intentional shift. Um, that we believe that these conversations matter, and that learning to have them well um, really matters because each I, each of us has a, a circle of influence. I mean, we live all roughly in the same area. Brooke comes come from kind of far away. I love her for that too. Um, We live in kind of the same area. Um, We might run into some of the same people. But this program goes out into other places and other um, areas. And if we can do some work to help people be equipped outside of this circle, uh, then we've done real incredible kingdom work because it's it's the multiple workers in this field. And I've been increasingly sensitized, especially, this is not a plug, but after I wrote the book, I've been increasingly te- uh, sensitized to the fact that women especially um, feel like apologetics is just um, not something they do. And I'm, I'm looking at you, but I know that's not you, so you can't relate, I'm sure. But, but <laughs> th- th- this, I find, is true for a lot of women. Like, women who I would call extremely mature believers whose eyes glaze over when you say apologetics are like, mm, yeah, that's just, I mm, I don't do that, or I don't know how to do that, or I'm like, what? <laughs> you have to know how to do this. I'm a strong believer in the, in the fact that we must have a really continuing pursuit of understanding Scripture and a continuing pursuit of understanding, asking the hard questions, understanding, and, and what you know, is summed up in the word apologetics. Like these two things are a full equipping of our faith um, and we should be pursuing them. And I would even go so far as to say a lot of churches don't do as much in apologetics as they should because you get into the church and, and Lauren's 100% right. The purpose of the church is teaching and preaching of the word, worship, and and that's a formalized kind of thing. But the discipleship programs, in a lot of churches neglect these hard questions and really wrestling with these questions. So I just think there's a bit of a deficit in some places in our, in the culture of our faith. Um, I'm certainly not going to be the one to fill that, that hole, but I think there, again, there's a a multitude of workers in that field and, and it's, it's important for us to continue to, to add to that um, number and to be part of that number. Um, And I find it, uh, um, frustrating and energizing that some people feel like that's a growth area for them. Because if you say to me, like when you said, I have questions, can we go to coffee? Like if I see a growth area and I feel like we could go there together, like growth is exciting for me. Mm -hmm. Watching growth and experiencing growth and being alongside of growth, that's exciting for me. And so I think we should attack it that way. And, And we may spend all of 2022 in these conversations because they're important. Um, I love having them and, uh, I think a lot of people really need to hear what is an appropriate answer. What's it, what are some different approaches, which is one of the things that I love about, um, not being the only voice on this ministry is inviting new people and different people and share your perspective and share how you would approach this or share a successful way that you have approached it, um. So uh, I'm just regrouping a little bit um, to say uh, what are some other things um, or have we satisfied those questions? Um, You brought one, and it took us into a great conversation. I I will say the other one that my nephew, unless you guys want to raise one, because the one that my nephew said I think is – A really common one, and I don't know if I come across more atheists than the average Christian, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I do pursue them. I I like to, I love to be in relationship (laughs) with an atheist. I'm like, hey, you don't believe in God? Let's go have coffee. Let's talk about it. Um, and I have a lot of atheists in my life, so maybe I'm disproportionately
2: notice that she had stalked you. (laughs) 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 Well, I I think in
0: retrospect, she uh, this so interesting. I'm kidding. I know you are a little bit. The thing is, is that (laughs) I do think there's an element of that there. Like I think that as as faithful believers, when we have someone in our life who's a seeker or a skeptic, it's really good for us to role model that God pursues us. Mm. And so I did pursue her because I, I took that as a a way that I could model for her, whether she ever put that together or not, that Christ pursues us. And that if I could be a, an example, a nonverbal example in any way Mm. to her or anybody else who I, I I pursue a lot of people in my life. Um, who I think God is calling me to pursue, like, listen, I would say, I'm not looking to take any new projects on. I'm a very busy person. But if I feel that God is calling me to a life or a person, then I will pursue them. Uh, because, mm-hmm. because I, I think that's a, that, that is a, a way of modeling for them, the way that God pursues us. And I think if you look back on it, you did come to me. The great thing about Andrea was she also pursued because she had questions, and I guess she must have felt comfortable in the context of our relationship over time to hit me up with those questions. But there were times that I pursued her, if I didn't hear from her for a while, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? Want to go to the park? Let me see the kids. I miss your kids. I miss you. Let's see what's going on. And, and so, yes, I did. Um, and I, I, yeah. I, I would, I mean, don't stalk people, but, but I would encourage you to pursue people yeah. who are pursuing the Lord. I, I feel like that is a, a special calling. Um, I I don't yeah. want to lay back and be like, okay, God, you know, you'll take it from here, you know? And if people are like, no, thank you. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, I did, I did pursue her. I did pursue her.
2: Super quick, before you go to your nephew's question, and I know we're super getting out of time here, but here's my thoughts really quick. So Holly, real qu- so, you know, she kept pursuing and then she invited me one day. Like this was after, you know, I had, a lot of things changed, you know everything. And then she asked me to come and serve on the board, and I laughed at her, like <laughs>
0: flat out laughed. Well, at as her.
2: a believer, yes, you as were a believer. A believer oh by God, then. that's yeah. what I mean. Like my yeah. journey, like totally, like yes. Yeah. But I still laughed at her as a believer, like completely. I'm like no, like just no. I I <laughs> still so new to this. Like and I I know where I am. Like I am still newer in learning all this stuff. Like th- I'm a s- I am a sponge. Like you talk. Mm. I love to learn. I love to listen to other people talk. I can sit here and just listen to this and just ask one question and then not say anything for an hour and just listen to how all three of you approach it, talk about it. Like I love it. Um, It helps me grow. So I said no for a while. She pursued, stalked, whatever you want to call it. And then I – and it totally – Totally the Holy Spirit. I was praying about Stop getting involved. Stop calling me a stalker, you guys. <laughs> 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 I pursued you in a holy way. At that time, <laughs> I was also in prayer <laughs> with trying to get deeper involved in a ministry. I w- didn't know where that was going to land. It was so many times I look back now, and it was just 100% the Holy Spirit, like just in so many areas of my life. And that's why, yes, I absolutely believe in, in the miracles and the supernatural yeah. because I have seen it work in my life so many times now in that's hindsight. Awesome. So... At that time, I had no idea why she would even think to ask me to be on this leadership team for so many other reasons. But one thing I've always pushed with this ministry, because I've done several recordings where we had homework and when I had to read certain passages, whether I understood them or not, and (laughs) and answer questions. But I said from so long ago, I said to Holly, I'm like, I have a vision. I said, I have a vision of just women or men, or whatever direction that ends up going in, sitting around and just having a conversation, having a real conversation the way you and I did Mm -hmm. when we first started talking. Because to me, that's great to teach to other believers and people that already understand everything you're talking about. But when you can get someone who is like, like I was, you know, like I, I wanted to believe and I was pursuing it, but at the same time, I didn't even know where to start. And I felt uncomfortable in different situations and around different people, but to give them an outlet to turn on YouTube and be able to watch just real people share their story and wrestle with hard questions and different ways to answer it. Like I had that, Mm -hmm. I said, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. So as you were saying, and I said, no. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then Holly <laughs> said no, and I said I, sk- I kept every now and then bringing it up. I still felt like that was the direction I saw a need to fill, basically, and as you were kind of, because I've listened to every study that we have done, and as you were just saying to the audience and everyone that's out there hopefully listening to us right now or watching us, um, this is definitely a departure from the traditional, but I am sitting here so energized right now, like loving listening to you guys talk and just having this conversation that I truly in my core believe that this is going to be such a blessing to people, even though it was such a departure Mm -hmm. from how this ministry was doing things. Because I'm a firm believer just because you've always done something one way does not mean that's the right way to always Mm -hmm. do it. And Mm -hmm. it's important to... I don't know. I just want to throw that in real quick before you That's get to right. your nephew's I actually yeah. forgot about that. But you kept saying no to me. It was such a journey.
0: <laughs> it was such a journey. Well, because, be, because I mean, not, I mean, maybe I had rigid thinking, but because I take it seriously, if God gives us a, a mission statement, which we really feel like we've, we, I think in any healthy ministry will really grapple with their mission statement and what God is really calling them to do, that it not be too wide, that it not be too narrow, that you really, really figure out what it is God is calling you to do in the space that he's placed you. And really, Study with Friends was founded on the fellowship of Bible study, a modeling and encouraging and edifying through the form of bible study like traditional bible study and I'm and I'm all about exegetical. I don't do topical bible studies. We just open the word and we look at the word and we and we and we pursue the lord and say what do you have for us in here? What do you want to lift out for us here? And so when you when you were like you were bringing your personal experience and you were saying more people could benefit from this, I was like, but it's outside of the boundaries of our current mission statement. Hi, this is Marilyn. Thank you for joining us in this study of God's Word. We hope this helps you grow in your faith and to grow closer to God. We encourage our listeners to be part of a local Bible teaching church where they can enjoy the fellowship of believers and further their growth and relationship with Jesus. Study with Friends is a solely donor-supported ministry. We gladly accept any donation you are led to give. Monthly partnerships are especially helpful, but any amount, any time, is welcome. You may donate at studywithfriends.org forward slash donate. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We pray that this ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. Join us next week to study with friends.